0: All right. so if you had to describe your life story in about two to three minutes or less, name, if you want to tell me your name, where you're from, and then like the three to five significant bullet points of your life and how you got to a Zoom chat with a random stranger today, how would you do it, sir?
1: Uh, Well, my name is James Conrad. Um, I grew up in the Seattle area, uh, Vashon Island specifically, homeschooled. raised evangelical and then uh became a complete apostate. Um I went to a Lutheran college and they taught me how to drink and chase girls. There you go. Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Life lessons. Um, uh and then I went to grad school. Mm-hmm. Um I got my PhD in Roman history and I've just been floating around ever since
0: okay floating around this is in the U.S. or do you live in you know Europe do you have you been do you want to go to Rome at some point or
1: I've been to Rome i lived in Greece and in England but I am currently back in the Seattle area back in the Seattle area okay
0: very cool nice well that's a interesting yeah backstory what made you pursue history in the PhD what was the main motivating force with that
1: all right, so I know you're on a time limit, but you just sure. asked me about a story. And that's ah, a dangerous sure. thing to ask a historian.
0: Ah, right. We'll go well shoot. Shoot.
1: Um, I hated history when I was growing up. Right. Um, I, I was homeschooled. Uh basically I was taught by my mother, mm-hmm. and she didn't know anything about history, and so it was all names and dates and I I don't give a fuck about 1066 Mm -hmm. you know the Norman invasion doesn't have anything to do with my life I just don't care about that when I was 18 years old my first girlfriend broke up with me Mm. now I was a huge nerd and I still am so I went down to the bookstore and asked, I, I explained the situation. My girlfriend just broke up with me and I needed distraction and all that kind of stuff. And I was looking for, well, like, what do you have that's new? What do you have that can take my mind off this problem? Mm. Um, and they had just gotten in the paperback version of Colleen McCullough's First Man in Rome. Um, now, you may know Colleen McCullough from her book, The Thorn Birds, which was made into a min- miniseries in the 80s. Okay. Not really, but that's all right. <laughs> this Proceed. book... Uh, this book was about Marius and Sulla's relationship Before they fell apart. And fought the first Roman civil war. Mm. And. For whatever reason. Reading that book. Showed me that. Those people in the past. Had no more. Idea. About what was happening in their world. Than 18 year old me. Mm. Had what was happening in mine. Mm. Uh, and in the back of the book, she included uh, her sources. So I started reading those. Mm-hmm. And then I just started reading all kinds of Roman history. And one day I got a copy of the library of Caesar's, um, Caesar's Gallic Wars. So that has... On the left hand, uh, the Latin, and on the right hand, the English. And I, I already told you, I'm a huge nerd. I had been working on like Tolkien's Oldish, mm-hmm. and I saw the Latin, and I was like, I have to learn to read this. Wow. So six months later, I was in college, and they had a Latin course, and I took it, and I just went all the way through to the PhD okay
0: and did it help and, with the breakup did it actually work distracting yourself
1: uh yeah that's it's, fair it, if i if i can make a comment i mean i know we're limited on time but sure. so when we were together she was atheist, and she was intending to go to college at the UW. Mm. And I was re- religious, and I didn't know what I was going to do. Okay. After the breakup, I became atheist. She never went to college. Mm. She married some guy named Sovereign and had a kid. I don't know who names their kids Sovereign.
0: <laughs> Great question. Yeah, never heard that before.
1: Um, Yeah, but she's never left the island. She's never left. Okay. Two paths
0: diverged and uh, never reunited, I suppose. But uh, okay. Well, that's interesting. I hope her life is Sovereign somewhere in the world is uh, is all right. And that seems like you're doing pretty good yourself these days, so cool and we'll jump right into the interview we picked out a couple here um first one first question is going to be excuse me what is your most memorable dream
1: there is a irish mythological hero um who is related to achilles it's basically the indo-european um heroic embodiment Name, Kukulin. Cullen. Okay. And I suffer from sleep paralysis. Are you familiar with that? I am. I've definitely heard. I have a good friend that has that. Yeah. So you get into this semi-lucid state where you can't move, but you're somehow still aware of what's going on. So one day in my apartment... I entered that state and I saw Kukulun in my apartment. Mm. Um, uh, he he's basically the Hulk. Um, He's a teenager uh, in the legend. And then he gets this battle fury that comes on him. And he just explodes. Mm. One eye gets big, the other eye get the other eye gets small. He gets this huge phallus that he uses to smash chariots in battle. So I, I was in this semi-conscious state, watching him toss my apartment. Mm. Um, and I knew who he was. And I knew what sleep paralysis was. So I was just like, well, I guess I'll watch the show. Mm -hmm. And so he tossed the apartment. And after about five minutes, I heard somebody at my right ear say, tell me about your mother. And I looked over there and there was Freud with the cigar and everything <laughs> of the couch and, and everything i woke up screaming mm-hmm. and the weirdest thing is that when i finally got up my apartment had actually been tossed oh interesting yeah <laughs> good
0: do you sleepwalk as well maybe you were sleepwalking and tossing it around and then you got into bed and had sleep paralysis upon waking maybe that was what happened I don't know
1: I've had one
0: incidence of
1: sleepwalking but sleepwalking and paralysis are related right interesting it's it's the same switch in your brain okay um the switches to keep you from moving while Mm -hmm. you're asleep right right so if you wake up and the switch doesn't go off, mm-hmm. you're in paralysis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the switch goes off and you're still asleep,
0: huh. then you're oh. sleepwalking. That's fascinating. I didn't know that. So I'm a big um, Radiolab podcast fan. And they had a whole episode on sleep like uh, 10 years ago. And they talk about you know sleep disorders and stuff like that and, and sleepwalking. But wow, I had never heard about how that could be two sides of the same coin with a sleep disorder. That's very interesting, actually. Interesting. Okay. Usually my sleep issue is usually insomnia. It takes me quite a while to fall asleep. Once I'm asleep, I stay asleep generally, but the whole falling asleep thing is just, my body does not like to shut down. I try to read before I go to bed. That seems to help, but um, I wish it was like a switch where I could just boom, be out, but never blessed with that. Unfortunately. Um, Okay that's a very memorable dream i had only known about uh you know ireland and saint patty's day and saint patrick so i didn't know about anything about you know other mythical or heroic figures so that oh, broadened okay. my horizon
1: it's the red ban- branch. L- 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 excuse me red branch myths. Mm. okay um and and it's fantastic okay it, it's really a great set of legends nice. It's
0: interesting that like Hulk is, you know, somewhat tied to stuff like that, I guess. And the the tropes of, you know, um, that mythical strength, I guess, or going to berserk mode and that kind of thing kind of reappear in our Marvel comic comedies or, you know, comics today. So Um, cool. Uh, Second question is going to be, what is a taste that you acquired in adulthood that you didn't have as a child?
1: Um as a child, I had quite a sweet tooth mm-hmm. um e- even into high school, I used to carry lemon drops in my pocket okay and um i'm 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 not gonna lie I use that to bait girls into conversations sure. here do you want a lemon drop it's it works um well i'm giving candy to girls is kind of sketchy sugar
0: daddy it, though plenty yeah. of people do it right you're the og sugar daddy literal sugar daddy
1: yeah um i completely lost my taste for sweets oh. it's completely savory now okay and one of my favorite dishes i don't make it that often mm-hmm. is pork and apple pie
0: pork and apple pie like in the same thing or like yeah wow yeah well, you apple make it pie, a... pie is sweet though
1: Right. Well, uh, the, the apple has certain sweetness, but the yeah. pork has a lot of savory. Right, right. Wow. Um and yeah, you make a mixture and then you okay. put it in the pie dish and then bake it up. And uh it, it's just fantastic. It's marvelous
0: well Thanksgiving's upon us maybe you should come over and bake that and see what that's like because i'd be curious to see what that tastes like wow who gave you that idea are you is this an original idea
1: uh my dad taught me how to make that i don't know where he got it wow but where do you live
0: Uh, i'm in northern california yeah yeah i'm not
1: coming down there
0: (laughs) (laughs) not happening not happening Washington's not too far, but also not gonna happen. Yeah. Um interesting. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think I've acquired a taste for mushrooms as I've gotten older. That was the one as a kid. Couldn't do a mushroom at all. On pizza, even nothing, but big fan now, so it happens.
1: Oh um. Lasagna. Mm-hmm. I hated when I was young. It... But then as I got older, right, I learned okay. to love it. Do you think Italian food is
0: overrated, underrated, or properly rated in general?
1: I worked in an Italian restaurant. Okay. It is my primary go-to for cooking dinner. Okay. Um. So I'm going with underrated underrated wow i would say because everyone
0: highly rates it so you're saying it's even better than people's perceptions Fascinating. Yeah. okay good italian i could see that i feel like the you know olive gardens of the world i don't yeah they oh, don't know do justice right yeah. olive
1: garden is not italian <laughs> right. don't all right i i worked in an italian restaurant olive garden is no. not that
0: okay that's funny yeah good enough yeah but uh quite off the mark in terms of Michelin star restaurants, yeah. Um, third question is gonna be what is the most money you've ever won or lost gambling in your
1: life? I happen to be in Galway for the Galway horse race in twenty oh five. I've never, yeah, the, the most gambling I've ever done is like a $10 poker game. Okay. You, you just buy in and somebody wins and they get enough to buy a case of beer and everyone's happy. Sure. Um. But that horse race is the biggest race in Ireland. Mm. Uh. So I went out there. And I was looking through the uh, brochure about the horses. I told you I'm a historian. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a classicist, which means mm-hmm. I read Latin and Greek. Okay. Um. And one of the horses was named Anno Jubilo.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm like, oh, I know what that means that means the year of jubilee okay um which if you are familiar with judaism the year of jubilee is when all the debts are automatically forgiven right uh happens every seven years right but i'm like i know the name of that horse yeah and in galway i i don't think this is true in the u.s but in galway They have a bet that's called both ways. Okay. Where you pick three horses. And if one of your horses places for second or third, right, you win the bet. Okay. So I bet like 30 euro. On that particular horse, that horse came in third, and I won three hundred euro. Oh, pretty good turn. Yeah. And then I stayed at the track, and I lost all of it. Right, right,
0: right. <laughs> That's what my stats teacher taught me in uh, high school. He said, if you go into, a, you know. Uh, poker or whatever and you have 30 dollars and you win whatever say in your case 300 you put 30 back in your left pocket and then you only play with the 270 in your right hand your right pocket that way no matter what you're going to come out with what you started with right so <laughs> i've always remembered that that way you always separate what you began with and what you eventually will probably lose in the end yeah oh man yeah horses have such great names if you can name any kind of horse in a race i guess it would depend on what the horse looked like is there any name maybe a latin name that you would choose what's a very strong latin name what's like speed and in, in latin or something
1: caleritas
0: that's a good name that would be a good name for a horse caleritas which means speed speed okay
1: Uh, that's literally what you asked me
0: (laughs) right I didn't know if you were gonna go like subtle offshoot of that or like directly literal but you you nailed it yeah Caleritas okay I because I don't know what speed is in I guess rapido because I speak a little bit of Spanish and so I'm trying to think like Latin and Spanish maybe a little bit similar but Caleritas doesn't have anything in my mind to do with anything I know about speed and Spanish so interesting word um the language is fascinating like that sometimes it's not always you know directly uh similar but cool um okay next one's gonna be if you could only talk about one subject for the rest of your life what would it be and you can't say history oh
1: uh, you you just
0: shot me to the quick i know you gotta you gotta diversify your uh, your mindset here no not history in the least you could pick one historical thing you would talk about and one non-historical thing you could talk about for the rest of your life i'll give you both
1: um i can talk a lot about tolkien mm. Uh, i've already said i was working on elvish when i was a teenager sure um i'm a huge token fan uh but that leads into my interest of history mm-hmm. um and i'm not allowed to talk about that exactly so. it's off the table <laughs> um gosh i'm i'm looking over my bookshelf now yeah I've been um reading lately science fiction yeah uh, i'm a big fan of science fiction i can talk for ages about highline uh he is huh. aside from being quite a perv mm. super interesting okay um, have you read any of him?
0: No, only sci-fi I've read is a little bit of Isaac Asimov. That's it.
1: Isaac Asimov is great as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Foundation series was one of the things I was getting into when I was getting into history. Right. Um, but Heinlein uh, Okay. Uh, them on the list um i'm trying to remember the titles
0: there been any movie adaptations or
1: anything no there haven't been um gosh the first lazarus long book okay um He, uh, uh, Lazarus Long the, the main character clones himself but changes the DNA so that he has two twin daughters hmm. and then he gets in a relationship with them. Whoa. This guy is... And then in To Sail Beyond the Sunset which is the sequel to that book Right. he goes back in time and has a relationship with his mother.
0: Whoa. Uh, is it's a, I wonder if that's based on what's the um I took Greek mythology in high school or I actually did take in college too as in one class, but the the story of the guy that um is a sculptor and he falls in love with his own sculpture. <laughs> it's he he creates this like beautiful figure of a woman and then she turns into a real woman and then like they get married or something. I would have to look that up. Yeah. I,
1: I, I bet, know that. Smart. I bet
0: that's what his Himmler's like writing off of. Almost that seems like a, a pretty interesting backdrop to that. But yeah, sci-fi. If you can create that one day with like gene editing, wow, that'd be a quite wild world to to think about. Yeah, little Oedipus complex in there as well. It sounds like yeah, um, a lot happening there. Right interesting uh i'm gonna have to google that that uh that story while you ask or while you answer the last question but last question is gonna be what is your favorite conspiracy theory
1: okay this is my own conspiracy theory okay i suspect we talked about my experience cooking and all that kind of stuff right right I suspect that people who write cookbooks purposely underspice their dishes. So that whatever oh. you cook at home yeah. is not gonna be as good as what you get if you went to their restaurant.
0: Yeah. Huh that uh so interesting. Yeah, so it's like a a lobby just to make more money off of the restaurant industry kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and I don't know anyone else that believes that conspiracy theory, but Right. having worked in restaurants and cooking on my own. Right. What those recipes give you is way under spiced. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and i think they have to be doing it on purpose if i ever
0: see garlic in a recipe i always multiply it by about eight and that's like the (laughs) the appropriate (laughs) level of garlic you know because i always do that i'm like yep that's not enough garlic you gotta at least eight eight factor that every time so i could see what you're saying about the salt too yeah that's cool i've never had someone come up with like their unique conspiracy theory i've I've never made up my own either that's i've maybe have a favorite one but like i don't have a unique one right (laughs) that's that's fascinating um and, but it makes sense with your background why you think that yeah i could be on board with that i could be on board with that i think under salting is a big issue yeah
1: under salting under peppering mm-hmm. um uh, putting the basil in at the wrong time ah. if you're doing something with basil it should be yeah. going in like last step
0: okay interesting um, yeah But a lot of
1: a lot of recipes call for it to go in like really? the oil in the pan and then you put the basil in right and it's just going to ruin the basil are you one of the cilantro
0: tastes great people or are you one of the cilantro you have the gene where it tastes like soap do you know oh i love cilantro you love cilantro, okay because for some people it actually tastes like soap so that's just wild to me um same thing with asparagus there's some people that have the gene that makes asparagus smell bad when you pee and there's other people with a gene that can um not detect that smell so some people produce the smell and can't detect it and some people have the opposite so that's interesting i hate asparagus do you ah big fan big fan of asparagus great for you and brussels sprouts as an adult that's an acquired taste I used to hate those really as a kid. Brussels sprouts? Yeah. If if you roast them really? properly, they're great. Yeah. I'll die on that hill. I'll die on that hill at ten times yeah. out of ten. Yeah. What's a vegetable
1: you do like? Um so I love a Caesar salad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's romaine lettuce.
0: Right. It's a questionable vegetable though. That's more of a green right just to say okay so what do you define as vegetable like something that grows like like uh root vegetables or like you know like broccoli asparagus um uh, carrots like like yeah carrots are a vegetable um there's the weird ones like avocado which is like technically a fruit but when i think of salads i think like kale that's not a those are greens right if i'm being technical
1: if you're saying carrots, you're talking about root vegetables. Right. And I do like carrots. Okay, And I love potatoes. Yes. Yep. 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 God, I love potatoes, too. What's the
0: most versatile... Okay, with potatoes and eggs, what do you think is more versatile in cuisines?
1: Uh... Eggs probably. Hmm. Uh, you can mix them with almost anything,
0: right? Yeah, and the dessert factor too. Yeah, they're, they're in a lot of desserts. Yeah, but potatoes you can cook a lot of different yeah. ways too. But I like asking people that.
1: Um. Yeah. Um. I, a a baked potato is just about the best thing mm-hmm. you can get. The bar down the street used to sell one for three dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, so you get a pound of baked potato for less than a beer. Okay.
0: Um,
1: Sure. Yeah. And with the sour cream and the green onions and all the other stuff. Yeah. It's just fantastic.
0: Did a quick Google search. The uh, Greek artist who sculpted the figure was Pygmalion and Galatea. Pygmalion, um, yes. Yeah. He fell in love with her after sculpting her. She came to life and all that. So yeah, I bet that sci fi that you're talking about is kind of maybe loosely based off of that. It's like Avatar being based off of John Smith or, you know, all, Do Romeo and you know Juliet. What and great that.
1: movie was based on the Pygmalion story? Um, uh,
0: No, actually. I'll probably know it when you say it, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, my
1: Fair Lady with Audrey Hepburn.
0: Okay. A bit before my time. Audrey Hepburn, she was in, was she in West Side Story or something? No. Uh, no. Sound Roman music? Holiday. Roman Holiday. That name is very familiar. Audrey Hepburn. Was she? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Is that her? Yep,
1: yeah, that's okay, her too.
0: So that's her. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, bit before my time. Um, but yeah,
1: and th- so the whole plot was um gosh i i'm gonna google this yeah Uh, uh. please do
0: we live in the 21st century for a reason and uh that is among the most beneficial things about it is access to knowledge although it's making us more forgetful it's the trade-off
1: oh you're you're starting to sound like um, uh, plato (laughs) now
0: every old person ever yeah was it Plato or Socrates who said, like, writing would ruin society? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. I just love that. Yeah. One of my favorite podcasts is, it used to be called, um it's called Built for Tomorrow now, but I think it used to be called something else before. And uh, his whole podcast is like the fear of every new technology ever, you know, being the end of society and then how it's like normal adoption is like great now for us. So that's a, a really good podcast, Built for Tomorrow.
1: So my fair lady was based on a George Bernard Shaw's play mm. called Pygmalion. Okay. huh? And it was Rex Harrison and Aubrey Hepburn right. And the uh the plot is on a bet. Rex Harrison's character. Tries to take this girl who is selling flowers off the street, mm. Aubrey Hepburn, and reform her into a proper English lady. Mm. Okay. Um, and uh, in the course of that process, he falls in love with her. And in the end, they get married. Whole thing. Okay.
0: Interesting. Interesting. It's um, a good movie. Yeah, I should I definitely should check that out. Been, you know, I haven't seen quite a, I would say like the most famous movies that I haven't seen are probably any of the Godfathers, Scarface, um Grease. Those are like the the some of the bigger ones. Everyone's like you've never seen them, you know, kind of thing. But uh, uh, I'm
1: giving you homework. Okay. Right? Right. You know I'm a teacher, right? You are. Right. What All is right. the homework? Watch the fucking Godfather
0: watch the godfather oh okay we gotta do that yes there's probably so many uh you know historical backdrops to it you know it's such a big part of culture so that is a good homework um your final question for homework in this i guess podcast is gonna be if you could ask a stranger you're in my shoes you could ask a stranger any question in the world you can drum up an imaginary stranger off the street or this could be generic or have someone you know something in mind but um if you could ask a stranger any question in the world nothing was too superficial or deep what would you ask and what would you want to know about your fellow human
1: what is your meaning of life that's good
0: like how you say your meaning of life? Why do you say your not the meaning? You just think I'm sorry. I was gonna say I like how you say your meaning and not what is the meaning. Is there any specific reason you use that wording?
1: Um, I was trying to avoid uh Douglas Adams. The meaning of life is forty two. Right. Right. Um, like I'm asking you. I'm not asking the universe. I I I agree. The meaning of life for the universe yeah, is 42, 42. <laughs> but that's not necessarily what your meaning is. Yeah,
0: but we are all, we are the universe's mode of self of knowing itself, right? So we are the universe. So maybe the answer is 42. I don't know.
1: Uh, are Are you familiar with Hitchhiker's Guide?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I read it yeah, way back in high school, but. Um, that's a good one that is a good one what is your meaning of life or what motivates you to do what you're doing um, are you gonna answer me um i would say my meaning okay uh, i didn't know we were going on the spot my meaning of life aside from interviewing a thousand people just because it's a, that's a number that came to me i think my meaning of life my meaning of life ultimately like my vision is just to be the kind of guy that uh If I have, like, a general fear of doing something, I, like, reach towards that. Like, I, whatever I'm fearing in life, that's the general direction I know I need to be going. So if there's something that keeps, like, uh, weighing heavily on me, I just want to be known as the guy that pursues challenges. And, you know, whether that's physical, you know, mental or whatever, career-wise, my meaning is to just push myself to the limit it's often results in physical challenges doing marathons triathlons lifting a certain amount of weight but my meaning is to just become better as a human over time by challenging myself and pursuing what you know makes me afraid basically at my gut level do you box i don't i used to wrestle in high school and i'm gonna get back into um or get into martial arts and, and brazilian jiu-jitsu hopefully in this next year so no boxing just boxing for cardio but not like standard like learning how to fight
1: i understand what you're talking about when you say challenging yourself Mm -hmm. um boxing for me does that Mm, that's cool um yeah i don't like every boxing gym i've been to right um a lot of places have their stars okay and they use they're less than the stars as punching bags for mm. their stars to practice on uh, right and right. i i don't like that environment yeah um yeah but there's a place here in seattle that uh i really enjoyed um and i actually sparred with an olympic boxer uh queen underwood and she could have totally killed me if she wanted to right um and she just pulled all of her punches Mm. for around for three minutes and i couldn't touch her right um and that kind of environment i think is much more conducive to learning the sport yeah and not um
0: getting hurt yeah that is a fine line right there we're at the one minute morning here so we'll kind of sign off here in a second but i definitely appreciate the time for talking to me in the interview today um any final words for the audience or you know, anything you want to say
1: i'm just really happy to have this experience and i appreciate your your time and your interest in me yeah but i don't totally understand but... <laughs> i'm interested in strangers that's right i'm weird like that um, uh and when the video is done email me a link so i can send it to my family you got it you got it memorialized for all time
0: to everybody out there listening i thank you for the support and this time telling you to go talk to a stranger peace